for the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Anthony Roberts, host of the Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct podcast, episode 84. And again, Bima Shavery is here. Hey. Man, <laughs> what's good? What is going on? Not much, man. We've been chopping it up for a little bit before we got on the mic. I'm feeling lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Artesia, she has the third mic. I don't know if she'll say something today. but Won't maybe. she do it? Won't. <laughs> One or two ways. <laughs> So, you know, we got a little podcast coming up. Man, before we get started, man, I wanted to say thank you to the people who came out last night um, to Wild Detectives Bookstore. Thank you to Dr. Kat Smith uh, for coming out. Um, Like I said last night, for the people who were there, she's been on Good Morning America, Good Morning Texas, Huffington Post. She's been on a couple of um, nonprofit websites and, and, and organizations speaking. She also has an event where she's doing, or Mountain View College is doing a TEDx experience, kind of like the TED Talks that people uh, listen to on iTunes or YouTube. So if you want to hear Dr. Cass Smith, if you missed her last night, be sure to go out to Mountain Valley College on October 27th from 6 to 9 p.m. where Dr. Cass Smith, a uh, professional entomologist, will be doing a TEDx. You can get your tickets at mountainviewcollege.com. Dot edu forward slash tedx and get your tickets man i don't even think they charge they just got to get a ticket to get in to get you know to have admission to get in so i can't say my heart was heavy this week but when tummy what i thought tummy strong but it was tummy strong <laughs> died for martin uh michael ford mike thomas michael ford um i didn't really know what to think but it's like I guess when people like from the Golden Girls and stuff died in different shows like um, Fred Sanford mm-hmm. and all, when they passed away or Red Fox passed away. I remember my mom and them telling me about people from her era dying and it's like, man, and I, I'm not 52. I think he was like 52 when mm-hmm. he died. I'm th- about to be 34, but it's like I grew up on that in the 90s. And, and Tommy, to me, I tell people all the time, you know, they hear me use Martin references on the podcast, but Tommy is that dude on the podcast that Anytime you needed anything, you could go to him. Mm. And if you needed somebody to be honest with you, he would tell you the truth. And it went from a perspective, it went from a point for me from watching it when I was in high school and in middle school and saying and laughing at it and not really understanding the messages in the in the uh, TV show mm-hmm. until I started watching it again, really like five years ago, real strong. And it's like Martin has life lessons. Mm-hmm. He has references that you could use. Like Gina was a college educated woman. Mm-hmm. Martin was a man with no degree. He just worked hard, kind of like Charlemagne, and he made something for himself. It shows how, not to be funny, black men, how we deal with that today, where a lot of black women are more educated than we are, but we're still there. So it's just, it's so many different references that I thought about when I thought about Tommy, and I hated that he was gone, Mm -hmm. but I still didn't know how to put anything into words. But um, if you check out Blavity.com, they did two write-ups on him. They talked about when he passed away. Uh, the things that cir- were circling it and then they gave 11 reasons why or 11 things you need to know about Tommy Strong to help you in life mm. like far as him being a good friend and a couple other a things a great father yep. I also think it was very interesting that once he passed so much more was no longer the Tommy that didn't have no job but it was Tommy who was helping people with plays and Tommy who was just in Dallas not even six months ago um, contributing to a lot of black foundations and uh, nonprofit organizations and helping young men become art, uh, writers and actors. A lot of the things that he did were not surfaced yeah. until after he passed away. And I think that's very interesting in society in general. Um, we tend to not even not that not we forget we just don't really care until after a person's gone and that's unfortunate he has a 15 year old daughter you know um and of course it's a a great thing to know that your dad was a part of history Mm -hmm. but 
from someone who's lost a father, it's just, it's, I mean, that's an unbearable feeling yeah. when you're overwhelmed. And now in social media times, everything is all over social media. Yeah. It's just a lot. And being that earlier that day, someone said that he had passed away. I think it was um, Anthony, Anthony Anderson, Anderson yeah. said that he had passed away, but it was kind of premature because he hadn't passed. Yeah. He was just on life support. But a couple hours later, his wife did um, announce, announce that, they, that he passed away. And it's crazy because he had just went in for a knee surgery. Yeah. And then he ended up passing away from a aneurysm yeah, in his stomach. stomach. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And I was reading up on it, and they're like, well, there's not a lot of symptoms. You mm -hmm. know, it, his knee surgery had nothing to do with the aneurysm in his stomach. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, something had to cause it. You yeah. know, what caused it? But it's it's just things that go on in our bodies, and yeah, the symptoms, you don't always have symptoms. And yeah. sometimes the symptoms are just like regular symptoms of anything else, so you don't really pay attention to it. Yeah. And then it's, you know. Yeah. I know. Um, so the I, I wanted to make a note of it, because Blavity always writes amazing, dope stuff. And if yeah. you don't know about Blavity, check it out. It's some... Uh, they're probably younger than millennials. What are the younger kids' generation? You know, you had Generation X... What are we? We're millennials. millennials, and so I. So the I generation. What does the I mean? I have no. How do they come up with that stuff? You have to ask a genealogist or something. I generation. I'm gonna have to look that up. Generation I. Look you that just up. look it up. Yeah. That's okay. interesting. But yeah, so it's one of those things where I don't even know what I was about to say. But they, the, the blabbity, they are a I and mix of millennial generation, and they create. A dope creative post for black people in America but they wrote an article and they said 11 things you need to know about Tommy mm -hmm. and it says um, stay low and grind you always knew he had a job mm -hmm. but you didn't know what he did but you know he always took care of his business own your inner instigator he was a big instigator with Cole like if Cole yes, and Martin got into it or whatever he always did that never buck never buckle under pressure uh, the episode when the, um, Martin had him on the stand and was like what does GTD mean and it was got the draws. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was pretty much he pressured him so much. And he always used to do something like that. He pressured yeah. him so much he would just break. Um, always tell the truth. He was say, uh, They were saying how he always let Martin know what was wrong when he did something wrong. Mm -hmm. Or if it was a situation where he got into it with Gina. Mm -hmm. Not because it was his boy, but he was like, I'm going to tell you you're wrong, bro. Yeah. So, you know, always have that around. He always stayed ready. He was reliable. Uh, he professed his love, which, you know, when he finally came out with Pam. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about Martin, if Martin was 2016 right now, real life, mm. for Tummy to holler at Pam, that is a big deal. Because not to be funny, nobody really liked her. Mm. And then people always talked about, like, Martin used to dog her. Yeah. So it's like, if you had a dude always, like, dogging this girl out, and then you go against all odds of people dogging her, talking shit about her, she ain't never got a man. Yeah. You know, whatever the case may be, and he gave her a chance. And like, then on the flip side, yeah. he... Look at him. He yeah. ain't, no, he ain't, nobody knew what job he had. You know, nowadays, you ain't got no money. You ain't yeah. no job. Yeah. You but always, always with your boy. Money, you know, what you do, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, that would be very, it's very relevant now. Yeah. And it's so crazy that it was in the 90s, you know? Yeah, that's when I know it's a good show. And that's the thing, like I tell people all the time, when I watch Martin, I, I still laugh. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's times to where, say, for instance, with Martin, like episodes where, he felt like Tummy, Pam, Cole didn't come through for him. And he mm -hmm. felt like he was by himself. You can, I haven't went through that. Mm -hmm. Going through a heartbreak when you probably know you were the one that was wrong and you got to go out of your way to make it right again. Say it. Martin did that. <laughs> when you go through a point in life where you like, man, how can I find myself and try to figure yourself out? When he played Brother Shaquille Sunflower, he ran away from home <laughs> and went to that mom play. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it gives you real life Ooh, lessons. We may not go to that extent. Of course, it's TV, so it's exaggerated. Well, we do. We're religion. Exactly. People we do. dive into religion, yeah. you know? And so I just think Martin has so... I tell people all the time, Martin has so many places in life. Just like they got Seinfeld on Hulu, I definitely, definitely hope they get um, Martin on Hulu. They don't have it on Netflix? Is it on Netflix? You know, Netflix or Hulu. Really? He, he must have got it wrapped real tight because it only comes on MTV One and Two and BT. Really? I got the um, the DVDs. We, yeah. we bought the DVDs years ago because yeah. my brother. That's the best thing to do. Loves it because you get am. the bloopers and stuff. Yeah, I love it. So I think that's dope. It was some. What was I about to say? Oh yeah. So I was reading this article earlier this week, and I wanted to put this down as one of the topics, where it was a woman proposing to a man. Uh huh. <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? 
Um, you know, hey, I honestly, I know traditionally you should not be proposing to a man. A man, a man should be the one to come to you. But I also think on the flip side, um, what are we waiting for? We, if you love someone, you care about somebody, you know that the feelings are mutual. But this person, you feel like isn't. It's something you want to do. They're not doing it, but it's something you want to do. Do what you want to do. I yeah. mean, I, I don't think that that should be left up to the public to decide if to that's what? right for you or not. You know your relationship. Yeah. You know. Now, if you doing this, if you every man you get with, you want to be with, you proposing to, or you making the first move, you're basically the man in a relationship, then you need to reevaluate why you are the person that's taking the lead and all your relationships. But when it comes to what you're feeling in that moment, that's kind of like catering to your man or, or surprising your man with uh, maybe a getaway trip somewhere. Yeah. The things that normally men do yeah. for women, what's wrong with you doing that for him? I, I don't know. I think I'm just such a a free-spirited person that I kind of feel like whatever works for you, works for you. Going against tradition, whatever it is that you want to do, if it makes you feel good, if you know that this person is not going to be disrespectful to you afterwards, don't look at you differently afterwards, then do it. I mean, I think as a man, that would also make me feel like, dang, this, this woman is willing to put everything aside how she's gonna be perceived what people gonna think what they gonna say about her this is how she feels about me this is what she wants to do now if he say no you gotta gotta do I would never do it again in life never when you were saying something I can't remember exactly which part but it made me think about one of the girls from last night so it was a girl out there last night I can't remember her name and I I probably shouldn't say it because she's a new listener Mm -hmm. and hopefully a new follower of the the podcast since Mm -hmm. she found out about us and I had never seen her so but she she gave a scenario last night. Dr. Cat Smith was talking about relationships, and she wanted to know, in so many words, how to walk away. Mm. Like, how to walk away and when to walk away. So she she did, she did started it out like it was her friend situation, didn't she? Um, she started it out just talking in general. She didn't, she didn't say it was her friend or anybody. She just spoke in general. Yeah. And then the... And then the she second or third time, time she asked the question, she it was just like, said it was me. Tell it was personal. Yeah. Mm. So she was just like, "It's me." But basically, the situation was, it was she was like, "What if a guy just ups and leaves after he's cared, you know, showed you he's cared about you, done everything for you, been with you, whatever, whatever?" And she was like, "And then out of the blue, he just ups and walks away." And then Dr. Cat Smith answered, and then the girl had another question, and she was like, "So what if after like ten years?" Uh, you know, basically she put 10 years on it and she gave a little bit more insight. And then Dr. Casmith answered again. So the third time she was like, so I'm having some issues. <laughs> I came because I needed help, y'all. Yeah. And, All right. Yeah, and I told her, I said, this lady gets paid, she she gets paid three, four hundred, three, four, five hundred dollars an hour for people to ask her questions. If you come here tonight and you got issues with relationships, you got questions about love and intimacy, this is the time to ask it. Because mm-hmm. you can ask everything you need to ask for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, oh my God. But it's so funny because her vibe gave off. She was very, she was a very attractive young lady. Mm-hmm. Seemed like she carried herself well. She had one of her homegirls with her. They both seemed like they were, you know, very intellectual women. But it was like as the conversation went on and, and, and the, the presentation went on, you could tell mm-hmm. certain things that was being said, the way she was moving in the chair and the way she looked. And to me, I felt like her spirit changed. Mm. Like, I saw her walking around when she first came in, and I was like, I don't know if they're here for the event or if they got, you know, if it's something else because there was other people there. So I made my way to the bar, and I bought a drink. And then when I when I saw them, I was like, hey, did you guys already order? And they was like, yeah, we already ordered. I was like, okay, I didn't want to jump in line in front of you. And it was smiling. It was like, okay, cool. So then I was like, are y'all here for the event? And mm-hmm. it was like, yeah. And it's like, as soon as I spoke to her and made that connection with her, mm-hmm. I, it's like I tapped into her spirit mm. to where it's like later on I was just like yeah she just seemed like she came to get something mm. and I could tell by the way she was looking and moving and reacting to certain things that was being said she something, needed something she needed something you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and it's so funny because I made a joke last night before the show started and I was like um, I made a reference to something about church mm-hmm. because the event kind of felt like that it was like the church it didn't feel like what? church but it felt <laughs> like it was just a small intimate part uh-huh. and I was just like about, oh, yeah, okay. exactly. Because everybody was kind of sitting there waiting for oh, her okay. to get ready to talk. So it kind of, it literally felt like a Bible study where it was like you had 20 people listening and you telling them stuff. And then that's what was on my mind when I was talking to them. Oh, my God. But it was crazy. It turned out to be good. But um, old girl left. I think she bought the book. Mm-hmm. And 
she seemed like she got what she wanted because I mean she talked when when Dr. Casmith talked to her they got about they talked about 15 minutes back and forth mm-hmm. so hopefully she got what she she needed and even after it was over she oh yeah she did go up there to talk to her sometimes you you need the validation mm-hmm. yeah. for something you already know yeah um and after first of all after 10 years you know you know and and at some point I would say it's time to walk away when yeah. your peace is being disrupted yeah. and the other person, it, it seems like the other person doesn't care yeah. or doesn't really take the time to m- make sure that that does not occur. Yeah. Like if you constantly are hurting me and you know that this is bothering me, you know that I'm needing answers and you're stringing me along. Yeah. That's when you have to set your bottom lines and your boundaries on, you know what, at this point, I'm done. done. You know, you can't hold on to, oh, it's been 10 years. Look, I don't care. I don't care. Because who's to say you have 10 more to waste time with someone? You know, you can't can't do that. You have to move forward. And I think that even with you receiving that validation, hopefully she takes heed to what it is that she wants to do. What is it that she really, really wants? Apply all of that and make the decision that's best for her. Yeah. So I so I'm gonna read uh, the woman about the woman proposing before we move on to the next one. She said it was a a, a a message left on the website that I got it from. I forgot the name of it, but she said I knew after being with my boyfriend for quite some time, and I knew that I knew I wanted to marry him. But like everything else in his life, he did it at a glacial pace. So I knew if I wanted to be married to him, I would have to ask. She said I went ahead and bought my engagement gesture, which was a top of the line tool since he's the handy type. And I had someone add a wing charm to the handle, making it an engagement wing. Mm-hmm. I use the concept of a wing because he makes me feel protected when I'm with him. So I necessarily didn't That's want so to get him a sweet. ring. Look at y'all. Look at that. <laughs> I would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just that, like, if for nothing else than that, that's why a woman else. should propose. That's what that I'm thought, saying. That oh thought. We put thought in the stuff. Y'all <laughs> go get stuff. Y'all, y'all think uh, it's about, you know, how big the ring is yeah. or how much the ring costs. Mm-hmm. It's really not about that. Yeah. I mean, in society, you know, when they want to post it, they want to make sure you look a certain like, way. Yeah. But as far as the woman goes, it's about sentimental value in it. Like, did you really take your time to think about this? Did you really think about what I like? Don't just give me a traditional, you know, diamond ring if you yeah. know that I like rubies. Yeah. You know, if you know rubies are my favorite, why not go take the time and see if you can get me something? It doesn't have to be traditional. I think when you just do things that are sentimental like that, yeah. that makes the person, you know, even more like okay you know so i came up with something i said what women need to know before proposing okay before proposing before proposing okay. because i think people think it's just simple and easy even if a, w- a woman did it it take like you said it takes thought you have to make sure okay so but what I, if he not even ready this is the thing so <laughs> what if you propose yeah, he just not exactly. ready exactly oh and that's God. why i said it's some things that women need to know, know if they're going to promote yeah you would you so should so i said make sure you're doing this for you and you're comfortable with doing so be honest about your current situation, knowing what's going on in that. You know, don't feel like I'm just going to do this and this is going to change his mind. Mm-hmm. Because there are men who be like, oh, I'm going to ask her to marry me. Maybe things will get better. Mm-hmm. doesn't get better. So take out the time to put this proposal in motion because it needs to be perfect. That's a hard part because people don't understand. Like for men, they may not think in depth about the ring. They mm-hmm. may just go buy something that's big. But we think about everything else surrounding that presentation. Mm-hmm. So just take that, you know, take some time. Make sure you get that done. Make sure your thoughts are well prepared. Men are impatient. You don't want to be over there stuttering over your words. Like y'all do. Trying to figure out like what it y'all is. do. But, Sweating hey. and falling all out and <laughs> don't understand, don't know what to say. You know, come on. He about, get to, give it, he about to get the rest of his life away. Oh, that's okay. So that's his excuse. That's but his she got to have it together. Yeah. Hey. Ain't that so? That's, y'all the one wanting. <laughs> y'all so. do too. Y'all so. do too. Y'all want nobody else to have it. I said, uh, if he says yes, then celebrate. If he says no, you should probably keep it moving. I feel like as a man, if I if a woman proposed to me and I said, nah, I ain't ready for that. We ain't trying to do that. How do you go back to dating? But just like a woman, how many times do men get rejected before they actually, the woman says yes? How is, I mean, I haven't seen or known anybody personally to where it's like I asked her. And she I said, said no. I mean, for me, it happened. When I, I was young. I but. was got married, but I've, since then, I, you know, I have been proposed to, before I even got married, I have been proposed no. to like three, four times. I don't want nobody that. I wouldn't want no. nobody to ask me that. We ain't ready. Don't ask we me. We weren't ready. You know, like, I, I just feel like you know. And 
to know, even though I care, I may care about you. Yeah. What does that mean? We married now. I belong to you. In my, my younger mind, I'm like, oh, so now you want to own me? Yeah. You can't <laughs> own me. No, I ain't getting married. So then, you know, as you grow and you mature, you realize now that there's so much that comes along with that. Like. Yeah. Okay, everything's gonna change. People say when you get married, things don't change, mm-hmm. but that's a lie, and they need to be honest because the truth is, everything changes. True. You are now becoming one. You're preparing to spend your life with this one person for the rest of your life, yeah. and you have to balance. Some people have monogamy problems, you know, some people have, yeah. you know, issues with communication. So, <laughs> so you have to think these are issues that have oh, to be man. worked out before you actually can say, I'm going to commit myself to this one person, yeah. you, the way you are for the rest of my life. I don't know that. Stealing all these bitches hearts. <laughs> have you heard that uh, new Tyler, Tyler Dollar sign? No. Stealing all these bitches hearts. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't. I can't deal with him. Oh, so man. yeah, so I think it's cool. You know, I just think that it just needs to be something that you are sure. And if he says no, what is your yeah. next move? Yeah, where does that take the relationship? Let's say y'all next? living together and you proposing, um, and he says no. Does that mean okay? From this point on, we're going to just yeah. do separate things, or what? How do we move? I don't know. You just I, have to. I don't know, man. Just gotta kind of figure it out. It was a guy there last night, and he asked her something about Dr. Cat Smith about marriage. Mm. And he was like, I think he said something like, how do you know when marriage is what you want to do? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can't remember. I got some snippets from it. I may put it out on iTunes. But I really appreciate Dr. Casimir coming out. I, for me, I just, it's so funny because sometimes I'm like, I don't even want to talk about love and relationships on the podcast. But it's like, that's one of the biggest issues right now. And there's so many subcategories to it. So many. And it's so important, especially because your podcast is is men and you yeah. have women. Yeah. So it's like, from a man's perspective, it's needed because men don't talk about these things. Yeah. And that's the problem. Unless they're talking about they finna just sleep with some or they finna go, you yeah. know, they juggling all these women. But you rarely hear about men opening up about their insecurities in their relationships or with dealing with women or things that they've had problems with growing up that have affected who they are today Mm -hmm. in their relationships. So I think that it's important, even though you may not want to talk about it. That's what the, that's what the reality is. The reality is I be wanting people to just ask me questions. Like, like I never run into people. And I think sometimes I think that's why I be wanting to go to like counseling. Because counselors will ask you questions which force you to answer things. Yeah. And it, it gets the wheels turning. In relationships with any girl I've ever been in, it's been a point in time where I'm like, ask me anything you want, and I'll tell you the truth. You got this moment to do it. And they be like, I don't got nothing. And I'm like, Because that's like the spread of the moment. Like, I don't know what to ask you. Like, tell, just talk to me. Tell me. Let's but have it's been, a conversation. But, I, but it's also been times like that, too, where I'm like, anytime you got something to ask me, ask me. But a lot of times it's like women don't really want to know some of the answers to the questions that they're asking. I think that's part of it as well because they're hoping it's another answer. I think we're more attached to what we think the answer should be than being able to accept what the answer is. I've had that issue before. I definitely now feel like if I ask you something, I'm really, I don't know what the answer will be, mm-hmm. but I do know if your answer is on the lines of something I can't accept, I know where I'm going to go from there. So yeah. I think that it's just about knowing who you are and where you stand in a relationship and being open enough to acknowledge, okay, look, yeah. these are the issues. This is, are these maybe not issues? Maybe these are insecurities that you have, or yeah. maybe you just don't know. Some men don't know how to be in a relationship because they have never seen a successful one. So oh. if I haven't seen a successful relationship, how and do I I, how do I know that I can do yeah. that? It's funny because even last night, Artesia came to me after the show and she said, one of the little ladies who came last night, she does, what did she do? She does something. She uh, helps out with foster children. Mm. And she I told her, what did she say? <laughs> she said that her son is very creative, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like a different kind of creative. So in the beginning, they really didn't know what to do with him. So she was interested in seeing if Anthony would be a mentor mm-hmm. to him. I said, what did she see in me to make me want a mentor? What did you and mean? I try to tell him all mm-hmm. the time that it's all about influence. the way that you carry yourself. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm joking. 
the way that you carry yourself that doesn't mean that you may not have you know no everyone knows that everyone's not perfect, perfect but yeah, you yeah, are yeah. a black man who is a strong black man who has a freaking radio show who knows how to communicate who knows how to express himself when it comes to vocalizing what you're feeling in that moment mm -hmm. The, a lot of little boys don't have it. A yeah. lot of a lot of men out here don't have that. I'm all, I guess I'm still flat about certain things when when it happens. Cause like even with Dr. Cat Smith, when we got this together for the event, I was like, hey, we ought to ask Dr. Cat Smith to do this. You know, mm -hmm. kick it off. It's about to be the fall, the winter coming. Talk about love. Talk about relationships. Then we moved to you know something else. And we, even when she turned around and was like, yeah, she responded like the same day, and I was like. I'm surprised like a lot of times when people reach out to me or when I'm able to get people to come on the podcast sometimes I'm just like damn thanks I wasn't expecting to get that answer back you yeah. know real quick that you know so I mean it was cool to 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 hear her say that but is this a young woman no, no she's, she's an older lady, lady. really mm -hmm. is her son autistic no he's just, just real, creative yeah she showed me a picture of him and I was like yeah and she said the difference about him is that he's artistic and he's also athletic so okay. it's like you don't want to just end up boxing him in okay you go play sports mm -hmm. or you she wants to really let him be free mm -hmm. and just figure it out being a nerd is probably the best thing you could be a nerd a nerd growing up i used to be like fuck nerds i was yeah. a nerd but i covered my cousin. it <laughs> my son is a nerd my cousin oh right my now. god like, no and that's another thing like my cousin <laughs> I love Dwayne is my older cousin. I love Dwayne. Dwayne is like a big brother to me. I love him, love him, love him. In high school, his younger brother, uh, Kevin, who is, we're our first cousins. Me and Kevin are, are so much alike, even though we are total opposite. We are so much alike, outgoing, high headed, you know, whatever. That's what we were, you know? <laughs> but Dwayne wasn't very reserved, really doesn't speak. You know, it, when he gets real, real angry, that's the only time you'll see him express, yeah. you know, his frustration. But in high school, he went to Carter. And he was, everyone liked him, you know. He was very likable. My cousin name? Pearson. My cousin um, Kevin Pearson, they called him KP. He was, it was two KPs. Mm. This is the yellow, the red KP. <laughs> I knew a Baseball KP, KP. Okay. It's two of them, and they both were popular, but one of them, mm -mm. So, Kevin, <laughs> my cousin... It was all the girls liked him, you yeah. know, whatever. But my Dwayne is very shy, yeah. and so he would actually, when he would tell us the stories, and I try not to laugh because I love my cousin, I love him, you know. But he would sit at the tables with the nerds, you know. He's not, he wasn't technically in there, but at lunch he would sit with the nerds. Yeah. He was friends with the nerds, like he just, that's, he just liked to be with yeah. them. And so he is that person, and he's trying to come out of that now. But yeah. he's like 34, yeah. so I'm like, <laughs> he's very, he has all these great ideas. Yeah. He's very, very, very intelligent, very fun, mm -hmm. great sense of humor. But he's nerdy, you know. Yeah. But he's he's awesome, just awesome. Yeah. And I think that. Now looking back, those those are the guys that I would like. Yeah. Because you're not trying to be the jock of the school. I was cool with all the football boys. Yeah. I was cool with all the people in the school, but I always liked the one that was more Yeah. You know, under the radar, because I don't want you all up in people's face. I don't like. I'm already the one popular. Like yeah. I don't need a popular guy that's all up in. So I think that that's good yeah. to be nurse smart. Intelligence yeah. is sexy. Yeah. It's the best way to go. Get you a smart man, ladies. Don't be out here just one was hot out here. You get somebody that's smart who can read to you, who can pronounce words they that just, you can't they pronounce. Just want, they just want. They just want. Give the you the meaning though. of some words. <laughs> he can work out. They you know, you. He ain't got to wear suspenders and look like Urkel but he can it's yeah. important for him to be smart yeah. like can you read to me if I'm reading or I'm talking about something and I need clarity on something or if I'm doing research on something yeah. are you even knowledgeable or are you even interested in being knowledgeable yeah. like that's important I just I don't know nerds I think is good I think it's a good thing yeah. like I said I stayed away from it growing up I always was nerdy I like techie stuff. I like, I mean, computers, boards, whatever. Really? I always like stuff like that. All I used to do is draw, uh, paint. All, mm -hmm. I've always been, like, artistic. So even when I played sports, it was just, like, a natural gift, so I did it. Really? But it was like I never hung out with, like, the, the football dudes. No, oh, the, the football, football guy. You did it? No, I hung out with dudes from church that was younger than me. 
If I wasn't like study. in the streets, like it really started changing around ninth and tenth grade. But mm. like at the beginning, yeah, I was always in the street. And then it's like I was like, let me start hanging out with dudes I know at church. And it literally gave me a path to where I didn't go to jail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And other dudes that I know, they went to jail or they got like six, seven kids or mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. And I don't want either of those. That's so awesome. That's really good. So it's just like, nerd, you want to be, I tell my, I tell my niece, I'm like, you going to school and you up here bullshitting. Mm. Make these grades. You got the grades. Yeah, you athletic, be athletic too, but you can also do what you want to do. And still have everything you want because why you sitting here bullshitting on the grades? Everybody else doing their work. Why you making people laugh? Yeah. And then why you making people laugh and they doing your work and you not doing your work because you trying to figure out how to make keep making people laugh. Mm -hmm. They moving on and you back. Yeah, I think it's about finding a balance in that. Um, being that society makes it where nobody wants to feel like they don't fit yeah. mm -hmm. and if unless you're confident in who you are <laughs> and, you, and you are just confident that this is who i am this is what i like to do like i did not care that i liked red hair and pink hair and green hair and braids and all these things so <laughs> i didn't care and because i owned it i was never bullied for those these you know and plus i was a fighter so that yeah. may be the reason but i also i always just owned who i was like yeah. i don't i think when you have that confidence you're free to be yourself, but you are in an awkward stage in high school, yeah. especially when you're young in high school because you're trying to figure out who you are. And being funny is a great thing. That's what gets you liked a lot of times. Yeah. So a lot of times it's better to be funny and light than smart and you're antisocial. No one wants to hang out with you because now they're talking about you. They think you're goody two-shoes or you think you're too smart. Like they did that in high school to yeah. a lot of girls. And I didn't care because I knew if, if I get good grades, my daddy giving me money, I get to go places, I get to be on the dean's list. Like, those things are fun. Those things are important to me. Yeah. And I think when you reach that place in school and, and in your life, period, even adults go through that. Yeah. You, at the job, you're not really focusing on what you should be doing and moving up. You're focusing on making sure everybody in your department likes you. Like, no, it ain't about you. It's about... <laughs> Owning who you are, being confident, and when you bring that to the table, everything around you shifts. Yeah. So it's just about in making her feel confident in who she is. Um, she will reach that stage where she is focused on what's important. Yeah. And when she does, it'll all click for her. Yeah, she getting there to that point. Um, damn, it's slipping away. I'm trying to catch that thought. Okay, there it go. Uh, it's rare that I catch him. So I was going to ask you, like, I, I was talking to somebody the other day. And as we're talking, I'm thinking about the things that we're talking about and what we always talk about. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because I was talking to Artesia and I was talking to somebody else the other day. And I was like, why is it every podcast that comes out, every black podcast, they only want to talk about like hip hop or sports? Mm -hmm. Or it's so funny that we always talk about expanding our minds mm -hmm. and expanding our horizons and exposure to things outside of being an athlete mm -hmm. or some kind of sports star or some kind of singer or rapper. But it's like even when we do podcasting, mm -hmm. it's like that that culture still carries over to where we still only do that. things that and not to be funny, you end up doing everything that everybody else is doing. Because I think a lot of it is gravitating toward what you think the people will like and what they expect of you. And yeah. sometimes I don't think people realize that you create the mold. Yeah. Just because I'm a black woman doesn't mean I always want to talk about how pissed off I be all the yeah. time or how how society views black women yeah. or I always want to talk about how miserable I am. Sometimes yeah. I want to talk about health care yeah. and I want to talk about, you know, um, the effects of a book I've read, some yeah. self-help book yeah. I'm creating or something like yeah. it's it's about you creating the mold. And a lot of us black uh, podcasters, they go into sports and hip hop because that's what's popular. It's not necessarily what's important unless yeah. you are talking about something with substance. Like can you bring something in hip hop that happened and bring that into where people on a normal basis who don't really care about hip hop, hip -hop can relate. relate to it, yeah. Like that is what it's about. It's not about just talking about oh this hot song that just yeah. came out. Yeah, but what's the message in the song and how can I this always, person relate man, to it? Every time I that's why I really only listen to maybe two or three black podcasts. Mm -hmm. And every other podcast I listen listen to is a white podcast or, or mm -hmm. an Asian podcast or a mix of them like the TED Talks. Well, the reason for that, like if I want to hear what's going on in the culture, I'll listen to Charlemagne the guy mm -hmm. because he, it's one of those, he got it first. Mm -hmm. Not that he's always right, yeah. but he knows 
he got it first, and he knows because he rubs elbows with these people, he knows. So I don't really have to go for me sit around with somebody that's our age, mm-hmm. that's really not on no major radio show mm-hmm. to hear their opinion on it because that's all it's going to be is your opinion. Right. I'd rather hear something that's possibly going to give me facts. And then with Charlamagne having this podcast, they talk more in depth about things that they don't talk about on, on, the, sh- on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. I, and I watch Breakfast Club. I've been watching Breakfast Club for a Where long time. Where do you time. watch it at? I can't find Online, it. Online, Power 501051. Power 1051, you pull it up, I listen to that. I watch Hot 90s. I listen to Hot so 97. they do everything online. Basically, yeah. And you can actually watch it. Like, if you go to Power 1051, yeah. they have all oh, these sure. episodes. They, Greg, uh, Dick Gregory. Yeah, I watch them um, on um, YouTube because oh, they, yeah, yeah, they the, automatically pop on actual, YouTube. I go to their actual... Uh, See, that's what I was wondering when they be like, because I follow Charlemagne on, mm-hmm. on uh, Instagram, and I was like, when he be like, yeah, uh, we about to go in the studio right now, tune in live, and I'm like... Where the fuck is it at? I, I literally be in my car. I I've always yeah. listen to that. I, I never listened to Flex, um, really. Yeah. Um, I used to. I remember when Mr. C came out yeah, about the uh, his homosexual thing. Yeah. Um, I wrote about him, and that's when I started, you know, listening and looking. But I went in depth about his situation yeah. because people were just like, "Oh, he hip hop. He can't be gay. He can't be." I'm like, "What?" Like he's he's yeah, this is the reason why people are living in the closets yeah. because you judge them based on what you what stereotype yeah. you put them in. Like just because he a black man and he's doing hip hop and he been a pioneer DJ doesn't you you like who you like you know it is what it is. My only issue was you are behind the scenes and you're sleeping with people but you have a wife. Yeah. You don't. That's my only because issue. Because you can't be able to be yourself. So that's yeah. my thing. You're uh, hiding. That's, that's my problem, and that's one of my issues with hip hop. So I feel like all these podcasters, all these black podcasters, all these people who want to talk about things like that, I feel like you need to bring some substance to it. Talk about things that affect hip hop. Go against the grain. Don't be afraid to say what's jacked up in hip hop. Don't be afraid to say that no, we created this voice for us because we didn't have a voice, and this is why people express themselves this way through hip hop like talk in depth about things that make it make you stand out than everybody else I don't want to pull up this podcast and y'all talking about that's why I stopped reading blogs and creating my mm-hmm. own because every single blogger thing. talks about the same, same story mm-hmm. I can talk the only thing different is your title the story's still the same because the information is still the same you popping out so everybody talking about either Beyonce Rihanna mm-hmm. Chris Brown and everybody every blogger's opinions are and the that, same and not to be funny that's what I was about to say because they're pulling from it's one of those things where if the first one comes up then the second one jumps yes, on the first and one I, and spins I, it uh, I was a guest blog time and just syndicate each other that's what I'm saying mm-hmm. I was a um I, I was a guest blogger for a few major blogs and I stopped I stopped like I don't want to write about mm-hmm. celebrities like and they're like you know Brandy you're such a good writer I, I don't want to do that I'm not interested I'm not inspired I don't care why this isn't I'm looking at society like this has happened. These are things that are happening in lives in real life. Yeah. How is me writing a whole in-depth story about a blog, about a freaking celebrity based on opinion? Cause none of this is fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is that helping anybody? How is five years from now, me looking back what I've done, all I'm doing is, is recreating a story that is fabricated. You know, I just felt like as, and that's why people talk so badly about, urban blogs and urban podcasts because it's always tied with negative connotations. Negative connotations and we're not talking about anything but the funny thing about it is too a lot of people let's just say white America talks about it they also have the white Americas in the big that are the big wigs that are paying for the foolishness to be on the radio right? which always pretty much demonizes us or makes us look ignorant because that one show is in the pocket of that big wig right and then he's paying you sixty, seventy, eighty, a hundred thousand dollars a year. Even if you may want to talk about something, you can't because you're FCC regulated and they own you. Yeah. So with the podcast, that's why I've had people be like, "Won't you go big time?" And I'm like, or try to go big time. And I'm like, if I went big time, I would have to be. It would have to literally be like Charlemagne and God. Mm-hmm. But Charlemagne works for Revolt. Yeah. So you know there's certain things he can't say. There's certain well, things they he allow can't. him to say so much more because Revolt is not. One of the, they're big in New York, mm-hmm. but Revolt has only been out for like five or six years. Yeah. So they're new and they want to change. It's kind of like a Viceland. Yeah. It's two different type of things where they're giving you real honesty, and yeah. that's why I said 
I, when I, most of the podcasts I listen to, they either come from WNYC or loudspeakers network mm. because they allow them to tell real stories. And that's, that's what's important. Like I sit back and I listen and I look at all these, you know, um, bloggers, even with, if you look at the way, one of my favorite bloggers, um, one of the only ones that I really look at other than, um, Madam Noir, um, Nicole Bitchy, mm-hmm. who is now XO Nicole. I've heard of her. I had an opportunity to sit in on one of her interviews, you know, and actually listen to her and see how she she's has a story. Mm-hmm. You know, losing your parents, not having a place, you blogging, you making all this money on the internet. Yeah. People think you living a super great life and you sleeping on someone's couch. Mm-hmm. Like the story behind her and the reason that she actually stopped her blog. I stopped reading blogs because I was tired of the drama and the whole, everything is all the same. I can go to the same blog and read the same thing. So when she switched her brand to the more positive, uplifting lifestyle brand, that is when I I even more loved her because not only is she a black blogger, but you got a story, you sharing your story, you experiencing, you you are letting people know that you are flawed, you letting them know why you changed the direction, and it's not easy, and that's something that we can respect as a woman, you know, you're a young woman, and you're doing this on your own, moving all these different states, just to find yourself, that's what's important. You gotta have a story, I mean, we all know the story is big, Um, I was listening to, actually, Brianna just the other day. And he was talking about somebody being famous. And he was like, you can't be famous. You can't be famous and have fame with longevity sometimes without a struggle. A story mm-hmm. of a struggle mm-hmm. that you can tell a million times in a hundred different ways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and for me, I think a lot of people always be like, eh, it's going to get there. It's going to get there. And I always like, what do you mean it's going to get there? And they're like, the podcast is going to get to a bigger place because I see certain things and for me it's like I believe it but then when you're in the moment it's kind of like oh, okay when you hear people like Kevin Hart be like I never expected to surpass Jerry Seinfeld on making 87 and a half million dollars in a year or get my name on the walk of fame 15 years ago you probably could have said talk to Kevin Hart when he was like he said doing uh, bar uh, stand up yeah. with like 10 people in a bar yeah. you couldn't tell him now that he could pack out the Eagle Stadium at 53,000 people. Mm-hmm. Like he says all the time, like, I never, I would have thought it. Charlemagne says the same thing. He mm-hmm. like, I have no education. Mm-hmm. I never, sometimes he's like, I look out the room of places where I'm at and I'm like, Lord, I thank you. So for me, it's like when people say that, I'm like, thank you for that positive, positive energy. Mm-hmm. I receive it. I'm trying to do something with it. Yeah. But in a moment where you're like, my life is not bad, right. but it's like, how, how do I get to that? Point? That's the point. That's the thing that I've learned. Um, I had that, that issue when I was when I started out with my blog and it took me actually speaking at like the women's conference and stuff. When I do things like that and women come up to me and they tell me how my story first of all, I'm like twenty, thirty years younger than a lot of these women. Yeah. And the fact that you you want it to be bigger, yeah. right? You want it to be so much bigger. But the truth of the matter is It is big because you're changing lives. You're affecting lives. When Mm -hmm. people know who you are Mm -hmm. and are coming up to you telling you how what you've said or what you've written has resonated with them, that is a life. That is a soul. How many people can actually say, even if they are selling out arenas, how many of these people are really affecting lives? How many of them... How many of these people really care if they're affecting lives or not? Because it's all about the money. Your character is built in the moment when you feel like you don't have anything, but you got somebody coming. God sent someone to say, you know what? This you're, Because of you, I feel like yeah. I can do this. Or because of you, I have hope. Yeah. You know, like those things matter to me. In your darkest moment, you don't know. I got, I'm going to read this. Okay. And I have been going through this thing. And one of my closest, closest friends, and I really, really, really appreciate it. Mia um, Mia is someone that I met I was doing an event and I met her through another friend and Mia has been just she's a breath of fresh air for me Mm -hmm. she's amazing amazing woman great friend so I was going through things of course relationship things or personal things just going through a lot of things and you know she's just my confidence Mm -hmm. someone that I can I can just vent to her and Tiara well, Mia texted me yesterday and she was just like, hey, you know, I was having a hard night. My dad's birthday was Thursday and, you know, the anniversary of his death is coming up. So it's very, very difficult for me. And I was just very emotional. And you don't have a lot of that. You can't be that. You can't be that 
emotional to the public. You know, you got to be, you know, to yourself. And sometimes even in your relationship, it's just too much. They can't handle it. So you don't, you go to outside sources for your emotional venting or whatever. So Mia texted me and she was like, hey, um, this is like six in the morning yesterday. And she was like, I prayed for you last night. Um, it's going to be a better day. And I'm like, wow. You know, when I saw that, it made me feel really good. And then yeah. I get to work and one of my friends, Drastic and I have been very close friends for about five, six years. Yeah. And he's been through my whole journey of creating a documentary. Like one of those friends that he's married, you know, just one of those friends that you can talk to about anything. Yeah. He gets it. He understands. I can vent. I can curse. I can yell. I can scream and cry. He won't look at me no different. <laughs> he won't judge me. He'll always come back and tell me how strong I am. Like he's just a really great friend. So... I hadn't been talking to him for, like, I guess, I don't know. Like, he's just going through something or he's busy. He has life, you know. So then he texts me and he was like, um, I was talking to my parents. To, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but no. whatever. That's so what he it said, is. I, um, I was talking to my parents, telling them how a man can either feel like he can take on the world or like the world is weighing him down, depending on the support of the woman he has in his life. Long story short, I ended up telling them that just the simple words of a woman is stronger than a man could ever physically be. But outside of my mama and some female cousins, they don't count. You are the only one I kept thinking of that speaks a true and genuine energy of life in everything I do. Since the very first day I met you, I want to say thank you, Brandy, for speaking strength back into me. You might not know how much it meant to me. When I used to say you brought me back to life, but I mean that, and I still mean every word of that. I love you, and I thank you for that. That At that very moment when I read that, it, it immediately made me just tear up because I was going through something. Like, I needed to know that me as a woman, I you know, sometimes you're in a relationship and you feel like, or not even just your relationship, but just in life in general, you feel like who you are is too complicated for people to understand or for people to grasp and for people to appreciate. And sometimes you feel like what, you've, what you're given is too much for one to handle. It makes you feel like it's, you need to change it. Yeah. So when he wrote that to me, when he sent that to me, I just immediately was like I needed this like and it's like he knows yeah it's like that those are the type of friendships that you don't get every day and just to think he was an artist when I met him I was putting on a artist showcase for other artists so that they could have a platform to come and just this was six seven years ago I just met him he wanted me to have his CD so that I could connect him with other people he yeah. was just promoting and we built a friendship like he was like if you need me to do anything yeah. it just it grew and then we began like traveling doing the documentary like yeah. he was just such a great friend so the fact that you have someone that is able to see that in you mm-hmm. And you know, like, it's not just something that you, you're just, you're not crazy. Yeah. You really, you really are helping the people around. You really are important. Though That matters. Yeah, like paying that. attention. And I think paying attention to and being able to listen is, honestly, for any man, I think is what a man appreciates mm-hmm. to be heard out. Prime example, this past week, I had a tailor come uh, to the house and he got me fitted. And I had never met him. I, he was referred to me. And when he came to the door, when I opened the door up, it was a black dude well-dressed mm. I was like okay I picked the right dude because mm-hmm. the way he carried himself and the way he was dressed was on point so I could tell he was kind of nervous mm-hmm. <clears throat> he said he normally doesn't do a lot of house calls people come downtown to do it so he came in we're talking a little bit all from a drink we started talking he, he you know he starts uh measuring me and uh-huh. marking the clothes and everything and I was listening and I forgot what I said to him but I, I think I told him a story about me and when I told him a story about me, it's pretty much like the floodgates open. Like, he told me so much oh, wow. about himself. And after he left, we ended up talking for, like, probably about two and a half hours. Mm. It don't take that long to get fitted, you know? <laughs> so Artesia called, and she was like, hey, is everything going all right? Because she's the, the one who told me about him. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, everything is going good. And she's like, so how do, how do you like him? I was like, well, he's still here. And wow. she's like, oh, okay, well, it must be going well, you know, because that was over an hour ago. So when he left, you know, we dapped up and I was like, hey, man, you know, be sure to call me if you need anything, if you want to just talk, whatever, if you want to go grab a beer, 
whatever. And when he left, he was like, man, um, he kind of stuttered at the door. And he turned around and he's like, uh, he said, if I could say this, man, he was like, I don't really talk like this, mm. like normal. You know, he was like, but uh, he said, I really enjoyed myself tonight. And um, he's like, I felt like, he was like, I'm just, I, I haven't talked like this in a long time. Like, this is exactly how he's saying it. I wasn't stuttering. Wow. He was like, I just haven't been able to talk like this in a long time. He was like, and I, I appreciate you for listening to me. He's like, I hope I didn't, whatever. And I was like, no, you didn't, bro. You're good. Yeah. If whatever you need, call me. So as I talked to him, one of the biggest things that stood out to me, we're talking about nerds. He was like growing up, he had three or four brothers and a sister. And he was like, he never felt included in them. Mm. And he didn't know his dad. He doesn't know his dad. So he was just talking about how he always stood out. He was different. Even now, he was like, I don't go to, he was like, I go to, I don't go to the gym. He's like, I work out at home and I run. I was like, what you watch on TV? He's like, I don't really watch TV. I don't really watch football. He's like, if I do his documentaries, he's like, I read books. He's yes. like, or, or I'm doing, you know, working on my craft. I'm, you know, sewing something or creating something. Wow. He was like, that's just me. He was like, and that never really has worked for other guys. You know, he was mm -hmm. like, most guys are, let's get a, go to the bar, let's get a drink, rah, 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 mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. He's like, and that's not me. And I was like, I get it. I was like, you know, I haven't been out a lot lately. And she knows when I'm here and when I wake up in the morning, if I'm not doing some kind of work, I'm editing pictures or I'm watching videos to learn how to do something different with video or different with photography or different with doing logos or different mm -hmm. with creating something because that's my niche. But I just told him, I said, man, I get it. And I was like, anytime you need to talk, I'll at me because mm -hmm. it's that it's those little things. And I think it's so crazy because even with, with listening to Dr. Cat Smith last night, we talked about communication and I was like, why is it so hard for people to say the things or ask the things that they really want to say or need? Mm -hmm. or want why is it so hard like if me and you were in a relationship that's the example I gave I was like if me and you were in a relationship I could call my homeboy and tell him everything I want to say about mm -hmm. you I may not even say it to you mm -hmm. but I can really tell my homeboy how I feel about you mm -hmm. and you may really tell your homegirl how you feel about me but you don't say it either out of fear or are scared because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings because we all know if we really say what we're thinking sometimes to our significant others it could hurt them, crush them, whatever. And mm -hmm. I don't think you want to do that, but it's like if you're telling somebody else that <clears throat> that I hate you at a 10, but she feels like you hate her at a 4, mm -hmm. and yeah. when you finally do tell her, you're going to tell her on the level of a 10 when she only feels like it's a 4, so she's going to be like, why are you this mad? Why mm -hmm. do you feel? Because I haven't been telling you how I really feel mm -hmm. about you, about this situation, or about anything that's mm -hmm. going on in my life. Yeah, and... That's a perfect example because um, with the situation that I was dealing with with my relationship, um, like I said the last time, there's you have your own issues going on outside of your relationship, and you bring that into the relationship unknowingly by your actions and how standoffish you are with me. And I'm at a point to where I'm done because I feel like you taking out on me what other people yeah. have done to you, and you fail to tell me what's even going on. So yeah. that just makes an unhealthy relationship um i feel like i've i've called my friends and i'm so glad that i have a circle of women um and and one guy friend who can give me a perspective like some guy friends i'm not gonna call you and tell you anything going yeah. on in my relationship yeah, be because then that's like okay i can't yeah you know uh-uh uh-uh you ain't sliding up in nothing okay so <laughs> i can talk to david but for instance i can talk to him and because he's known me so long and he is he's we've never had anything other than platonic relationship he yeah. is absolutely like just like a brother to me yeah. um he will give me the honest truth. He'll tell me when I'm taking something out of con context. He'll tell me when I'm what he really meant, you know, when he said something. Are or, you able to take that? Yeah, because a lot of times it's not me, yeah. you know, and I, I'm so happy that, that I have people around me who will tell me if it is. Sometimes you got people that's like, okay, no, it's not true, but it's really you. It's you really crazy. You. you the problem. But it's not. And I know I am, I am an extreme person. Um, I can be super emotional when I'm feeling a certain way and I feel like you're not understanding me. It makes me, it makes everything amplified. But to have someone that can 
have people around you who can actually tell you, okay, you're wrong. Yeah. Or, no, you're not wrong. This is just how he's feeling. He doesn't know how to direct people his emotions. People don't know how to say they got an issue with people no more. You know what's so funny? When I well, tell I people, tell him, I, I don't yeah. like when yeah. you do this. I'm learning how to. Why is it harder, though, with friends? I feel like it's harder with friends than significant others. to tell. Like I feel like we could tell our significant others exactly how we feel to us to an extent. Yeah. But with a friend, it's like we sugarcoat it. I don't sugarcoat my friends. But I have my friends are my accountability partners. Like we we are real friends. We're not these friends that we just go clubbing and, and we yeah. ain't gonna talk. No, you gonna tell me because it's deeper than surface level. Yeah. It's it's really deep. It's substance. Like y'all know me. You understand that I can be extreme, and I know you, and you understand me, and yeah. you under you, you don't judge me. I think that's the most important thing in a relationship. Yeah. You don't want a person to look at you differently. You don't want them to view you in a different light. If I dress a certain way because this is what I'm feeling today and he don't like this, then he going to look at me, you know, he not going to be attracted to me. Or if I'm just having one of the moves, I don't feel like doing my hair, I don't feel like doing any of that, he going to look at me like he might look at something else and be more intrigued by another person, you know? So it's like you always want to be your best self. For your relationship and when you when you're feeling something less than that yeah. it's hard for you to communicate that with that person because you don't want their idea of who you are to change, to change. Yeah. and that's a, a difficult you know a difficult thing because do you really want to be in those type of relationships no. i think it just takes time to get to that point like in friendships mm-hmm. friendships is kind of like Take me as I am. This is what I am. You come over here, I might have my head rag on. I may, like, my homegirls is no, we, I might go over there, they got their bonnet on their heads, yeah. you know. But when we go outside, yeah. we're not that way. Well, it's yeah. like we, we're comfortable with each other in our rawest moments. Yeah. And even in a relationship, even living with each other, you still want to get up before he get up so he don't see you with your, her yeah, head rag hanging off, that. you know. You know. I had to tell her that when we, used to, when we first started. And it was like a time into, why are you looking at me with a death stare? So, but it's been time. I'm like, why? I'm like, why don't you just just let it be, just let it be. Cause when she like when you know when people stress, your face break out. Mm-hmm. And like it'd be times where she'd get up and I'm like, what you? I just gotta put. I'm like, you ain't gotta do all that. Just be normal. And then it's I don't know how many times she done hit me up and be like, when I feel like I look my worst, dude still hitting on me. Yeah. Cause nobody's paying attention to that. Well, we do. Of course you do. And and it's like a a self conscious thing. It's yeah. like. Oh my God, my skin is breaking. Women have all these things going on with us. Yeah. Stress make us break out. Um, the wrong makeup will make us break out. Your hair need washing make you break out. Like everything makes you break out. Yeah. So it, stress and you know you might be bloated. I may be a little bigger than when you met me. You yeah. know any little thing. My clothes ain't fitting the way they normally would. Or you know it's just different things. Y'all are a handful. And we don't. We just don't want you. We want to always. I think it's a part of an insecurity as well because we don't want you to have a reason to not want us to be enough. And I think when you care about somebody and you love somebody, you want to be everything for them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that is even sacrificing your own mental sanity because you go crazy. You're up earlier trying to make sure you don't eat too much because you don't want to be bloated. He coming over. You want to be, you know, you just want to be the best and y'all like don't even too. care y'all walk around y'all lose y'all manners y'all you know it's just <laughs> disgusting you know i just can't i'm like and they get away with it. yeah and you get away with it but if we send a burping and losing our manners like to me even at work i hear a girl she's like you don't she uses the word for it i hate that word but she's like you don't do it you know white girl yeah no, we don't do that. What do you mean you don't do that? You don't just, you know, that's when you know it's really, re- no, that's when you're nasty. You don't sit on a, I, don't, I would lose all attraction. If, yeah. if, if, <laughs> Lord forbid, Daryl, my first time dating him, you know, when we yeah. first started dating, he's losing his manners and stuff in my face. We're done. Like, no, I, I'm not even going to. I think the first time I've, any anytime I, it's ever been my first time, like, it has to be a situation where I'm like, okay, I've been, We've been dating for four months. Yeah. I didn't smash. We yeah. done did all this. She done gave me head. I'm about to gas. And it And my head. But then it's like, because there's been times where I'm like, I got a fart. I can't hold this oh shit my God. in the car. So it'll literally be like, I'd be like, hey, man, I got gas. Crack the window. He hates. Like, I have this thing. I just hold and my breath. And we stay together. But I'm still like, you know, when you have to go to the restaurant. That's what he said. I know you about to say. I you don't, don't know. need to know. I don't know when she shit. It's like a ninja. He said you don't ever. You don't use the restroom. What do you do? Wait yeah. till I leave or go to work? Yeah. And I'm like, N- you will not know. Yeah. Like I don't. I just. She's the same way. I've never walked in the bathroom. Even when I walk in the bathroom, sometimes I'm like, 
Trying to smell something. No. You didn't shit in here? No. I'm like, what the fuck did you just do? No. You just walked in here. We just woke up. You didn't shit last night. You didn't piss last night. You got up. We have ninja. learned it's like the art of holding it until you're not around. That or you shitting into a plastic bag and flushing it and nobody can't smell it. I'm like, no. what the fuck? Did I'm you? telling you. We've been laying in the bed and I'm like, did you fart? She's Mm-mm. like, no, I didn't fart. What's that smell? I don't know. We didn't. I didn't fart. Mm-mm. I'm like, Man, it's no, like you just want to walk in and be like, ha ha, you shit it, bitch. I nope, got you. Nope. Like, like, it doesn't. <laughs> even, you know, women, we have those times, you know, when it's monthly times and everything. Nope, you won't know. Like, you don't need to know that. You don't need to know that. You don't need to smell that. If it's something where I can't hold it, I go in the bathroom, I lock the doors, I light my candles, I run my hot water in the shower, and I handle my business and I'm done. Like, what? and he comes in and he's like, what did you do? You know, you didn't do nothing. I have a whole thing of Fabuloso in the bathroom and in the kitchen. So I make sure that I clean up. Yeah. So it's just, it just smells like cleaning supplies. You don't need to know <laughs> what I've done. Like, I just, I don't know why the we're fuck? like that. I just don't. I don't like, I don't take a shower. It's like, like you it, farting when you're walking it, in the mall. You got to no. put in your hand. It just, we got roses. to the point to where, like, um, I, I wouldn't take a shower and leave the door open. I lock the door. You know, she do the same thing, and I'm like, me. "Why are you he locking the fucking so door?" Me too. Why? What if I want to fuck in the shower? Look, you need to wait. I need my time. Like I said, like my brother had to explain to him because it's something I've always done. My brother does it too. We go in the bathroom when we first women. get home. I'm starting to think it's black for two for a whole. I could <laughs> be in the bathroom a whole crazy. hour. My grandmother does it though. It's just it's mental. It's the only place I feel like it's quiet and it's peace, and I have a time to recollect my thoughts and get myself together yes let give me my moment i don't want you in here with me right now give me my hour if i every day now i don't always lock the door he just doesn't check it anymore yeah okay because i mean yes figure it's locked but i don't always lock it sometimes i I don't it's my it's my time time. when i first get home i need a minute just give me a minute but y'all walking in that motherfucker while we in the shower i don't i knock on the door he's like come in you don't have to knock i do the same thing no i don't want to just walk it's your private time you know it's private. Know. I don't know why it's like that, but it is. It's so, it's like that. Like, I don't, now, I never had the problem eating. Like, we could go, we're going to go out and eat. Okay, let's go eat, no, you I'm know. Eat. We're going to eat. I'm not that girl that's like, oh, I don't want to eat today. No, baby, we're going to eat. Okay, you want to feed me, we're going to eat. Let's eat together. But I don't like smacking, you know. No, I don't like that. And, and just glutton and all that. I don't yeah. do that. But he, he. He tells me all the time. So there are good qualities. Yeah. You know, there's a, you know, you're different. You're just totally different than I've ever dealt with because I guess he's just used to, <laughs> I don't know what type of women, you yeah. know, but I'm just not that. I'm very, very reserved when it comes to, you know, hygiene and yeah. you come to all those things. I think that it's important. Yeah. If I haven't waxed or shaved or I, I need you to give me a minute. Because this has to be done before you could be feeling all on me. I may be sleeping in sweatpants or something. Like he's like, why are you sleeping in sweatpants? Because it's time to get waxed. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't want you feeling on me because I don't want you to be like, oh, yeah. you, it's time to shave because he don't have hair on his legs. Listen. You know, most men <laughs> have the genes that we should have when it comes to not being as hairy. Yeah. Most women are yeah. not as lucky. We have to maintain that. Yeah. So, therefore, I need you to make sure that you just give me my space. That's all, you know? That's so cool. Funny, but he's awesome. It, I mean, it's awesome, the dynamics of the relationships when you're growing and you're learning. Yeah. And you look back on the things you used to fight over, and now it's funny. It's stupid. But, you know... Well, we over an hour, so I guess uh, I guess we can end this one. But okay, yeah, <laughs> I think we should it. do another one. I almost feel like that too because we, we should. didn't do one last week anyway. But tell them where they can find you at. I am B Machavery at Instagram. I am B Machavery on Facebook. I am B Machavery dot com on the internet. B Machavery is B M I C H A V E R Y. I still, I'm still learning that. I'm you need to get it down. It's been a, it's been over. No excuses. I mean, come on now. Yeah, so I get that together. But yeah, you can keep up in contact with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Anchor at the Reality Is. That's T H A the Reality Is. You can follow us at www.thatherealityis.com, and you can keep up with me on Instagram at Sir Robert Poe and Anthony Roberts on Facebook. 
if you missed out on the event last night, we got another one coming up here in the next two months or so. We'll keep you posted. You can stay up to date with all things the reality is on the website. And always remember, man, NL Curse Excel Excess. And I guess we'll think about trying to maybe do another podcast, maybe a short one. Mm-mm, another long one. It's fine. Hey, the people need to hear the reality is. It ain't no U turns on my block. It ain't no U turns on the block. Ain't no U turns on the block. It ain't no U turns on the block. It ain't no U turns on the block. Switch sides, you better stay there. You switch sides, you better stay there. Switch sides, you better stay. Switch sides, you better stay there. You switch sides, you better stay there. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.